Hello, and welcome back to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we discuss partnership. Nothing will give you the real assessment of your relationship like problems, issues, or crisis. In this case for us, it was crisis. Our baby girl was recently born almost six weeks ago, and she is healthy and strong and amazing. But the journey to get her here was actually a difficult one. Um, I actually delivered her two weeks early because of preeclampsia. If you do not know what preeclampsia is, it is elevated blood pressure during pregnancy. And it's nothing that any woman can have control of. You could be skinny, big, white, black, Hispanic. It don't even matter. Like it's just something hormonal that makes your body, your body react with high elevated blood pressure. So, um, they, I was induced and that was very difficult for me. And I was induced, but she was born and she was healthy and I was healthy and we were able to leave the hospital with our new baby girl. And everything was fine until about two, almost three weeks later. And um, when I found out that I also had postpartum preeclampsia. So usually with preeclampsia, once you deliver the baby, your blood pressure goes back down, everything is regular and you go home and everything's fine um, because the baby is the problem. But sometimes the preeclampsia doesn't fully go away until like you have up until six weeks before you can, it can finally go away. And this was the case for me. Um, Just to give you guys an idea of how bad it was, Your normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. And for me, my blood pressure was 187 over 120. So at this stage, it's life-threatening. I had to go into the ER and be admitted for another two to three days to receive treatment um, for postpartum preeclampsia. And I was so grateful to my A-team, to my support system, my community, but even more grateful to my husband and his support throughout this entire thing. So as I am receiving medication and just sitting in this hospital bed and kind of reflecting on everything and kind of like really feeling the experience. Sometimes we go through hard things and we kind of just suppress it. We go through it, we push it down and we leave it until it comes bubbling back up. But in this case, I was really feeling the experience. And like I said, it gives you a real assessment of your relationship. And as my, I saw my husband sleeping on this very hard, uncomfortable couch and waking up to take care of our, our newborn um, throughout the night, it really made me reflect on partnership and what it really means in a relationship. And in that moment, I think the assessment of our relationship was a good one. I saw how far my husband and I had come, and I was so grateful that we decided to model our relationship on partnership. In the beginning of our relationship, my husband and I were playing the role of husband and wife. We were fitting the mold and doing what we thought was necessary to make marriage work. 
we had no clue really what that meant. As the years went on, I started realizing that this idea of marriage that we were participating in was not actually serving our marriage. In this state, we both had two different goals to accomplish in the relationship. Mine was to foster a warm, welcoming home environment, and his was to provide for that home and the people in it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there is anything wrong with roles. But what I have learned in these 10 years of marriage is that the goal is way more important than the role. And sometimes in marriage, we make the role more important than the goal, which can lead the relationship into breakdown. My husband and I found this out the hard way, so hopefully sharing my experience with you all may help save some of you from the agony that we endured before we fully understood this lesson. In this episode, we will discuss working towards the goal, why partnership is so important to me as a woman, and tips to build partnership in your relationship. Let's get into it. First thing first, working towards the goal. So I have a story for you guys. I don't know when's the last time I had a story for you guys, but I have a story for you guys. Before we had children, I was working on myself and working on losing weight. And I did. I lost 50 pounds. Um, But I remember when I was losing weight, I went to my husband and I said, hey, this is what I want to do. I would like to lose weight. And, you know, this is how I would like for us to eat in the home in order to help me uh, lose weight. Right. So at that point, I was not, I would not say I was fully keto, but I was definitely like low carb. So there was no bread in the house, no crackers, no nothing good. Okay. No baked goods. (laughs) There was nothing. For the most part, what we ate during that time in our relationship was meat and vegetables and fruit and water. We had no juice, no, there was no snacks. Okay. (laughs) I'm saying that like I was a little bit traumatized, but maybe I was, um, because, Goodness gracious, there was no snacks. Anyways, so I remember during this time that, you know, I was super committed and, you know, I was, there was healthy food and I was exercising like four or five times a week. And, um, and I started to see results. I was losing weight, losing inches. I ended up losing like 50 pounds and felt great. Um, but like right in the middle of this whole process, I remember, um, Junior had gone to the grocery store and he, you know, went to go pick up a few things and he came home and he brought home bread, like a loaf of bread. And I was so distraught and I was just like, I don't understand. Like, why would he bring home bread? So, of course, we got into an argument over bread, right, which is crazy. And he he's not understanding, like, what is the problem with bread? He's like, I'm not on the diet. You're on the diet. So what does it matter if I bring home bread? Because you're not going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. And I was so upset. And we got in this little argument. And basically, the conversation ended in a discussion about partnership. Although we were arguing about bread, we know that the conversation really wasn't about bread. I was super upset and wondering, like, why would you bring home bread? You know, it doesn't make sense. I'm on a diet. And in my mind, it just made sense to me that if you know that we're trying to have a baby and the best way to do that is when you're in good shape and good health, and that's the goal that we're working towards, 
why would you not support me in that by not bringing bread home? <laughs> like it just made so much sense to me. But for Junior, it was super confusing. He didn't understand. He was like, well, you're doing that and I'm doing this. What I'm doing shouldn't affect you. And um, this conversation led me to reveal something that I had already been struggling with in our relationship. And that was partnership. Um we were trying to have a child and working towards having a child where well, we weren't trying at that point. We were actually just getting healthy and focusing on health. Um, but I had realized that, oh my gosh, do I want to bring a child into the relationship at the point of where it is right now and how we're modeling it, right? Which is us fulfilling a role. I knew that a child was the greatest responsibility that we could both have in this relationship outside of taking care of each other, take care of ourselves. Bringing another human being was a huge deal. And in the relationship, I had been feeling like, oh man, you know, like, I do most of this work and just Jiren just does his thing and I do my thing. And it was okay up until there was going to be another human being in the equation. And this bread argument gave me the opportunity to bring this up to my husband. He was so confused as to why I was fighting so hard about this bread thing. But when I got to the nitty gritty of it, then he understood and this is the first time I had fully um, expressed to him how I felt about partnership and how I needed him to be 100% fully engaged into this relationship. I needed him to be, to share ownership as well as responsibility, being 100% fully engaged into this relationship in order for me to feel comfortable having children. When I said that, I think it took him a, it took him back because he had always seen the relationship as fulfilling a duty, a fulfilling a role, as I mentioned before. And as long as he was doing that, then he was doing well. And I thought the same thing until I started to realize that when it comes to children, if the role is typically the mother doing you know, everything when it comes to children, I would feel exhausted and overwhelmed and, and just feel like, and to be honest, I would feel like a single mom. I would feel like, well, I'm the parent and you're just helping, right? So from time to time you pick up the kid, the kid, or from time to time you, you know, clean up after the kid, or from time to time you change a diaper, but because that's my role, then that is what I'm going to be doing. So after the bread argument, we decided to remodel our entire relationship away from just roles and focus it on partnership and specifically on the goal. And this is what I think partnership is. And this is what I kind of want you guys to take from this. Partnership is two people fully invested in the goal of the relationship. The goals that we're talking about are things that should be discussed and negotiated between the couple. It's not something that one person has or another person, right? It's not just like my husband says, oh, well, the goal of our relationship is to become successful millionaires. And because that's his goal, that's what everything the family works towards. No, a goal is something that has to be discussed between the both of you guys and even negotiated, right? What do you want to see? What do I want to see? What's necessary? What is going to benefit our relationship, right? And what is how is it going to serve the vision of our marriage? 
what we found was that when we focus on the goal of what we have set on this relationship, it doesn't matter who is in that role. And we are working together and striving towards that goal. So for example, when it comes to children, we had a very hearty conversation about how children is 100%, 100%. I made it very clear to my husband that our children have to have two fully engaged, fully involved parents. Like this is not just my child. This is not just your child. This is our child. And we have to work towards that. So with that in mind, if something happens in regards to that child, it doesn't matter who picks it up. It doesn't matter who does what, because we're always striving towards the goal, the shared agreed upon goal, right? So if the baby has a, a, a dirty diaper, somebody changed the diaper. If some, if the baby has is sick and needs to be taken to the hospital, one of us can, you know, do that. We're not trying to fulfill a role of like, well, this is mommy and this is daddy and this is what mommy does and this is what daddy does. No, we're trying to strive towards a goal, which is being good, healthy, supportive, loving parents, right? So we just pick it up and we go as as far as we can. And we adopted that throughout our relationship, not just for um, parenting, but also for finances. The same thing goes. If the goal for our household is to provide for our household, to make sure that we are good, to make sure that we have a foundation and savings and investments and all these type of things, that is the goal that we're both striving to. So I can work he can work. We both can work. It doesn't matter who's working, <laughs> right? We're not just falling into a role where the man has to work and the woman, you know, doesn't have to work and blah, blah, blah. And if that's the, if that's the case, that's okay too. But I'm saying that as relationships grow and expand, sometimes these things, uh, these roles that we fit into have to switch. And if we're stuck in the role, we're going to find ourselves at a breakdown this partnership model that we had decided to um, do our marriage based off of was what I saw in that hospital room. You know, um, it was such a scary time, but, you know, we both had the same thing in mind. We came together and we talked or cried or prayed and we discussed what we wanted to see while we were here. And that kept us in the same vein and the same mindset. And the reason why I have to give big props to my husband is because, man, I just like, I was just so, I don't even, I don't want to say impressed. I was so grateful. I was so grateful to have a spouse, to have a partner who just jumped in and who just did what everything that needs to be done. Like, it, at this crossroad, at this point, I could not offer much. I was in recovery. I was getting seeking treatment for the preeclampsia. And my husband was managing our eldest daughter and her care, managing our youngest daughter as a newborn in the middle of the night, managing, you know, conversations with community and support family and doulas and all these different things. And he was doing all of those things just for us to reach the goal of having a healthy mama get out of the hospital successfully, you know? And I was just so grateful to have that because it's always what I wanted to see in our relationship. And I realized in that moment, like, this is what true partnership is. 
Now, to be honest, this is not always an easy thing to do, right? Because we're human beings and we have disagreements and we have breakdowns. We also have ups and downs, the good and the bad. But what happens is when we're moving towards a goal, having a breakdown and a disagreement is not the end all be all. It just means that we have to reassess and have another conversation about whether we need to tweak the goal, whether the, whether we need to uh, tweak who's doing what and things like that um, in order for us to just get right back on the ball. And this is why I am like championing this model in relationships. Again, in this segment, we're talking about working towards the goal. When we have the goal, breakdown is not so scary, or I should say conflict is not so scary. We just have to come back together, reassess, um, address what we need to address in order to move forward. So to close off this segment, I want to give the definition of partnership. In my research, it was very difficult for me to find a romantic definition of partnership. I found that it's often used in business, but even the business definition, I feel like is relevant to relationships. So the the way they define it is a partnership is a form of business, and in this case, marriage, where two people share ownership as well as the responsibility for managing the company or relationship and the income or losses the business generates. The definition goes on to explain further that partnership is not easy and that it takes time and investment. It also takes work and commitment to self awareness. It says that in a successful partnership, there are disagreements and breakdowns. It takes courage to have the difficult conversations when it's easy to avoid them. Moving on to the next point, there are many different forms of partnership, um, financial partnership, emotional partnership. Um, But as a woman, I have found that partnership when it comes to shared duties is super necessary for me in Um, a relationship. As a woman, I realized that we often take the burden of the household um, when it comes to like cooking and cleaning and grocery shopping and appointments being made and all those things. And in a modern world, that's on top of working 40 hours a week. And that can be super overwhelming for a woman. And for me, I can say, and what I found is that Feeling like my husband is a partner in the relationship really relieves my mind and unburdens my mind from another task that I have to do. It leaves my mind open to other things like creativity and connection and, you know, kind of recalibrating back towards my spouse. If I, if I have a list of a hundred things to do, sometimes my spouse is on the end of that list. My husband's on the end of that list. And this would make him upset, right? Because he's like, well, I want to spend time with you. I want us to connect. I want us to have sex. I want us to be intimate, all these different type of things. But I am so burdened by all the things that we have to do because it's my role that I can't even put an effort towards any other thing. And I realized that 
um, the more and more my husband um, started to partner with me and walk with me on the to, towards the shared goal that we have of our relationship, the more free I became. I didn't have to think about doing the dishes all the time, especially because I'm not good at it. My husband's better at it than me. I didn't think, have to think about doing the dishes all the time because my husband would do the dishes, right? That would be his thing. And him just taking that one task off of my plate just helped me to free up my mind to other things like focusing on connection towards him. Um, When he began to show me consistent partnership, when he started to show me that he was 100% committed to relationship as I was, 100% committed to the vision and the goals of our relationship, no matter what he had to do instead of fulfilling a role in the relationship, that really showed me that I can trust him. And when he did that consistently, it really brought security and safety, which made me feel free, which made me feel relaxed. And made me feel like I can focus on other things in the relationship to build a relationship. For example, intimacy. And I bring that up a lot because, um, you know, here's a little tip for the husbands who may be struggling with why my wife may not want to be intimate with me or why my wife does not want to connect with me. Look at what you can do for her. Look at the things that she has on her plate. Take off three of those things and see how much more she becomes free in order to to serve and to serve you and to connect with you. Right? This is just a little tip. Now, it's not just a one-time thing. When you do this consistently and she does not have to think about that item anymore, it can fully be taken off of her list. You will see how much more she's open and willing to like move towards connection and intimacy with you because she, she can trust that you are taking care of that thing. So it brings her security and safety. Um, that's just a little quick tip. But... <laughs> But what I realized that as a woman is like, this was absolutely necessary. So a researcher that I talk about a lot on this podcast is Dr. John Gottman. And um, he did a lot of research on divorce and relationships and all those things. And one of the the things that he found um, is that relationships are much more successful when men allow themselves to be influenced by their partners. It's important for women to accept influence too, but the research has shown that the majority of women already do this. I thought this was a good point to bring up because sometimes, um, and I'm trying not to be so like (laughs) gendered and sexist or whatever you want to call it. I don't know, but the research is out there. Okay. So sometimes men can be super rigid and super like you know, gung-ho and hard fast on roles and on what, you know, uh, the the household is going to look like and what it's going to do. And sometimes your wife is trying to reach out to you and influence you or like have you change your mind and your idea and research. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. Research shows that a man who cannot, um, be influenced, a man who cannot accept some of that, Uh, burden in the relationship or whatever like that, that the woman is asking you to do 81% of those relationships in a divorce. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying what I'm saying. So what I'm trying to get at is that, um, when I, uh, proposed this 
a model of partnership to my husband. He was very open and very willing to try it. And I think that really was helpful to the success of this uh, transformation in our relationship and to the success of modeling our relationship on partnership. So to close the episode, I would like to share with you guys some tips that um, you all can do or you guys can uh, discuss with your spouses in order to uh, achieve partnership in your relationship. Um, Tip number one, shared values and goals. I talked about this, which is having a discussion about um, the goals that you guys have in your relationship and how you want to see those things come to be, right? And having that conversation and sharing the same values and goals really helps you guys to be on the same page. Everybody is striving and walking towards the same direction, right? And you pick up where you can and it teeters and totters. Sometimes somebody is 80%, sometimes 20%, um, but you're moving towards that. The next one is love. I think couples underestimate the simple idea of caring, right? Of course, the goal is important, but even despite the goal, you, because you love this person and you care for this person and you wish the best for this person, you want to support them and you want to um, encourage them in whatever endeavors they're doing, right? And sometimes that doesn't always serve you, but is beneficial to that person. And you do it just because you care about them. You do it just because you love them. And I think that's a simple one. Attempt number three is friendship. Usually with friendship, a friend is somebody who you like, (laughs) right? Because of course, in relationship, we say love the person, right? You serve the person above yourself, all those things. But in friendship, you like the person, And this just makes it a little bit easier to to get on the same page with the person just because you like them, you enjoy them, you laugh with them, you have fun with them. Um, It's just easier to get on the same page. The next one is supporting each other in difficult times. I think that one speaks for itself and how um, it shows very clearly that you have come along some alongside someone for the good, the bad, and the ugly. You're not just there, you know, for what you can get, but you are willing to walk with them and support them when they are going through difficult times. And um, that is very indicative of a relationship that is based on partnership. The last tip is to share duties. I think this is a great jumping off point when it comes to partnership because partnership is not just about duties. We can have partnership when it comes to emotional responsibilities, financial responsibilities, just a lot of different things. But I think duties is just a foundational part, a foundational place to start off when it comes to, um, building relationship around partnership. So if you guys set a goal that we want to live in a clean environment in our home, that means we will both contribute to contribute to, um, that home environment, which means that you're good at doing laundry, then you do laundry. I'm good at mopping and sweeping and we mop and sweep. So that would be something foundational and a great jumping off point if you are considering 
partnership being the model of your relationship. To end this episode, I would love to leave you all with the quote by Barbara Cage. She says that love is a partnership of two unique people who bring out the very best in each other and who know that even though they are wonderful as individuals, they are even better together. Thank you all again for tuning into this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. Again, I'm your host, Kristen Smith. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening and see you again next week.